another episode of the planet fantasy podcast and we're your host i'm damon and my co-host santa i mean kyle how's it going ho ho hello how are you i am doing fine it's been a great day of nfl playoffs i Mm. i love playoff football how are you yeah man it's not the results that i want but they're still exciting games so you know and also like the saints are not a thing at all this season, so I'm not as interested. But they're at least like fun games to watch. That's really all I can, all I can ask for. Definitely, definitely. We have two awesome people joining us today. Uh, returning guest, she's been crushing us. We probably came not prepared again. Let's hope we do better. Kristen, how's it going? Oh, hi, that's me. I am <laughs> doing pretty good. I am very excited to be back. I was very excited to get my choice of decades for the song uh, Stewards of Sound series. So I'm very excited to be here today. Yes, we reward people crushing us and doing being better at our jobs than us. So (laughs) then I am in the right place. (laughs) Good. And then our first time joining us today. He's a good friend. He loves some music. Stu, how's it going? Pretty good. I've actually prepared for 30 minutes, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> That's good, we, <laughs> we go way longer than that so yeah no i'm mean, <laughs> 30 minutes time of like okay song 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 hey i have 10 bands groups if i run out hey you might get the buggles or something all right i love it all right well yes we are all here for another episode of the stewards of sound we were talking the 1980s super packed decade of tons of different genres like we're really getting the birth and just so many great uh hip-hop songs coming out there the whole Mm -hmm. 80s pop and synth wave comes we still got a lot of funk happening metal is here you know hair metal uh in both we got a whole bunch of stuff going on right there i'm really interested to see how we draft but before Mm -hmm. we do we got to decide the order and what's going to be that list game for today, Kyle? That's right. To decide our draft order, we like to keep a music-themed but pretty vague for the Stewards of Sound series. Like Damon said, so many genres in this decade, but a lot of great rock bands. So we're going to do the ABCs of rock bands. Um, so let's start with uh, first-time guest Stu, and then Kristen, and then Damon, and then myself. Is it just 80s rock bands or rock bands in general? Just rock bands. Yeah, just rock bands in general. So start with an A. Yeah, we'll we'll go Except. about ten, ten seconds or so. Except. Eighties metal well, who band. Was that? Except. Oh. Mm. All right. Okay. Kristen. Oh, my turn. The Beatles. Yes. Of oh, yes. Uh, Cinderella. Let's go, Def Leppard. Evanescence. Foo Fighters. Greta Van Fleet. (laughs) 
Ähm. Helter Skelter. Indigo Girls. Journey. The Killers. Hmm. Led Zeppelin. There you go. Damon would have been mad if I missed that. <laughs> Modest Mouth. Nirvana. Nice. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, Oasis, Pearl Jam, Queen, Rolling Stones, um, The Shins, um, Tears for Fears. You too. Van Halen. I get X. <laughs> really? No, you get W. Wait, That's yeah, no, I jumped a letter. I jumped a letter. <laughs> I, know. I don't know why I forgot about W. I was like, forget W doesn't exist. No, now you That's have what? to get X. No. <laughs> you get both. <laughs> okay with that. Um Bulko. Hmm. I get X. Um, yes. Oh, man. Five. Four. Three. Exhibition? That's a rapper. Well, that's, that's exhibit. That would try. <laughs> um, I forget. Do we skip the letter when we're doing this? It's been a minute. Or do we try to? We have to all try to do X. I think we all we've got to take a swing at it. I'm going to X, the LA punk band from the mm. 80s. Mm-hmm. I trust you, Kristen. So am I on Y now? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Name of the band? Did you guys like it? Uh, Young Rascals. <laughs> ZZ Top. Ooh. All right, I guess we're back to A. We haven't done this in a while. Back to A. Just a new band. Stu. Oh God! And you know it's by our Trail of Dead. Um. Breaking and Benjamin. Wait, it's not my turn. I'm sorry. It's your turn, Kristen. I'm Breaking a Benjamin. <laughs> there we go. Good, good idea. Good choice. Um, <laughs> uh, there's so many C's, and I'm just blanking. Five. Um, four. Cream. Nice. Deftones. It has to be a band, we said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did say that. Uh, extreme. Fleetwood Mac, did we say that earlier? Did not. Fleetwood Mac. 
G for Stew. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that a band? No. <laughs> um, I can rely it to say yes, but... <laughs> Give you five. I'm drawing a blank. Four. Three. Two. Green Day. Oh, there you go. There nice we save. go. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, yes. Incubus. Jayhawks. Kinks. Leonard Skinner. Martha. Nirvana. Didn't someone say Nirvana last time around? Did they? Who did? Who had in? I think it was Kristen. The first time yeah. and this time. <laughs> 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 I think, did, right? Did someone say I Nirvana? Can't, I can't. What was it? Um, this was one of the producer would be awesome to have. Just right. to have them all written yeah. down. Um, I can't remember. Let's just roll with it. I I can't. I yeah. I couldn't say no. Or I'm yes just taking that. every opportunity I can to sabotage Kristen, but it's fine. We can roll with it. We will remember next time if we get to end. <laughs> it cannot be Nirvana. Um, I'm on O again. You are. <sighs> Five. Four, three, oh, I, two. I'm, I cannot think of anybody. One. Eh. All right. Just down Dude. to Stu and Kristen. Oh. Old 97s. Hmm. So I'm on P. Oh, the police. Queen's right. Radiohead. Slipknot. Came Impala. There, that's a good one. Unwritten Law. Uh, Violent Femmes. Walkman. XTC. What comes after X? What? <laughs> um, now we know our ABCs. <laughs> on uh, Planet Fantasy. Yellow card. The Zombies. Wait, 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 wait. We had X. Yeah. Oh, wait. XTC. I'm, I'm so sorry. Okay. X that's that's a rock band, Fire right? Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. Uh, ABBA? So ABBA, yep. nice. Blondie. Churches. The Doors. Eels. Flaming Lips. Not G again. 
You were so close last time from getting out. Will G be your downfall? Guster. Nice. Hollow notes. Now this would be my downfall. <laughs> would Hollow Notes be considered a rock band? I will consider. We've I mean we've gotten a couple in there that are like fringe rock. Pretty close. That's fair. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Hollow notes yeah. are line. Abba, there, like there's yeah, rock there's... as any as a couple of the other people we said. That's very fair. Um, might as well even stop the countdown. I don't know. I oh. five, four, three. I All right. Oh, we were looking for incubus. Come on. Oh, no, wait. I, I, okay. So wait, you do need to hit I to finish it, but I did say incubus earlier. Oh, you did say incubus earlier. Right. Yes. Okay. That's when I had like in the canon. So I'm going to have, I mean, again, not sure if they count at as a rock band, I guess. Iron uh, Man. All right. Yep. There we go. I don't think we said that. And I am the queen of the alphabet. <laughs> it is it. I. I hate it. All right. You're deciding the order for us. What's it going to be? Um, I I never go first, so I'm going to go first this time. I will give Kyle second pick because he is my son and he is ill. I will give Damon the third pick and Stu is new, so I will give him the turnaround. All right. I dig it. Let's begin, Kristen, with that first pick. Um. So... Just first of all, the research for this draft is stupid and I hated it because I have probably like 86, 80s playlists on my Spotify alone for like 80s dance songs and 1985 rock songs. And so it's just, there's too, there's too many. Um, and we're doing like six songs, which is a lot. So trying to figure out if I wanted to pick my, my favorite 80s songs, do I pick the most important 80s songs? Um, but I guess to start off with the first pick. Because I feel like it has to be on here at some point. So I'll just put it on here. I'm going to put Don't Stop Believing by Journey as my first pick for the decade. I love it. I can't think of many other songs that um, like are as maybe as popular today where like you could teenagers still know the words now just as they did back then. Um, it's been featured in movies and musicals and video games and TV shows and everything you can think of. So I feel like just in terms of reach, I'm going to pick this one as my top pick. I love that. I mean, it, it might be one of the most like broad mass appeal, popular rock songs ever. Um, I don't know who doesn't know that first line. Right. At all. It, it's definitely my favorite journey song. Um, they've got some, a lot of underrated songs. I think they're really fun. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Um, I agree with what you both of you are saying in terms of this is like the Bohemian Rhapsody of this decade. Like, if it was not picked first, it would not make any sense. Like, this is the in terms of cultural re relevance even today. Yes, in terms of everything else, 
I could probably go another couple months without listening to it. <laughs> right. Is it my favorite Journey song? No. Is it right. g- going to be the one that I'm going to pick in a draft of six songs for, you know, one of the right. most, like, important decades of music? Then, yeah, this is the one I'll pick. Yeah. That's, I, I can't hate on the pick for that. But, yeah, it's it's just, like, I... It's one of those things where I do cycle quite a bit because sometimes I do like go through phases where I just can't listen to it and like hearing it sets my teeth on edge. And then I haven't heard it for a long time and I'll hear it and be like, oh, I actually do like this song. Like Journey's okay. Um, I would pick like five Journey songs before this one. But again, because we're talking about like defining the decade and, you know, everyone's boards are going to be different. I I like the pick and I (laughs) you're definitely already winning the poll. Stu, how do you feel about Journey in this song? Love Journey, love the song, but if we're going for cultural relevance, my picks are way out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was hoping for, Stu. (laughs) Um, That's the thing about this draft, why I always like it and also hate like making my draft board. It's be like, do how important do I go and how much do I say this is my favorite? This yeah, is what right. I love to listen to. And I think that this, the 80s, is going to be maybe the hardest one for that. Because you have so yeah. many genres, so many that are like just culturally important songs. So many songs that just are fun to listen to that I might love. But like, does it need to be in the top six? So like, we'll, we will see. I feel like the first half of the draft is going to be like going for hits. And then we're all going to teach each other some new songs for the on the way out. You know, that's a very good strategy. It's actually happened in previous drafts. You know, Leah, I mean, Leah, excuse me, sorry, (laughs) gave us some amazing recommendations that I'm still listening to. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Um, Hmm. I will say Kyle kind of pinpointed it. It's a song that at some point you get tired of because you at some point hear it over and over again. It's, it's, it's overplayed and it's, from the 80s it's still played constantly so you know it's an airworm and you i think that's almost a defining characteristic of of any good popular song like it's yeah, almost to the point where it will get to the point you're just you're you can't do it anymore you want to burn it down so i think that's a very appropriate pick especially for the 80s but how are we going to finish uh keeping this journey going for the second pick yeah, so I, like we've been talking about, I'm kind of torn between big, like, 80s decade-defining songs and just the stuff I like. And so for the first one, I'm just going to go with one that I, maybe it's not a huge, iconic song. I mean, it's a big it's a big song, but it's not like, an, people don't associate it with the 80s as much. But I'm going to Broadway because I've not drafted any Broadway music yet in these Stewards of Sounds drafts, and I love Broadway music. I was close to drafting a 70s song but I'm saving it for the 2000s, whatever. Um, so I'm going with one from uh, Dreamgirls from the original Broadway run in 1981, technically their 83 U.S. tour. And I am telling you, I'm not going by the queen herself, Jennifer Holliday. Um, lots of great versions of this song, too. I mean, I, I, you know, I, even, I don't like the movie that much, but I think Jennifer Hudson does a really great job with it. Um, even Titus Burgess has a really great cover of this um i would encourage people to youtube it's terrible quality but youtube the like this the video of her performing this on stage 
because this is less about i mean i love the song it's a bop but it's less about the song itself and more about the performance of it i mean she just it's one of the best broadway performances of all time um she just brings the house down and yeah it's just such a soulful like song and there's there is something that i really love about love songs that are like angry <laughs> that are like i'm not letting you like leave me alone you know what i mean like if if you love someone you're like fighting for it and that's basically what this song is and i love the context of it in the story of the the musical which dream girls is really fun um but yeah i also one of my like core memories is um the episode of fresh prince of bel-air when will smith like uh lip syncs this to uncle phil one of my favorite comedic scenes ever um and that got me into this song like after watching that i think watching that episode for the first time and like reruns i would i would look up the the song and just kind of jam out to it and do my own performance of it or whatever like will smith um but you just can't beat the original i mean jennifer like i said she just puts her whole heart and soul into it it's phenomenal i love that i mean this is a great song i've actually really haven't heard it the original more than the uh you know the redo the the cover for the mu uh, musical movie i really like that version too but i think i need to go and revisit this one if you say it's just leagues better um it's a brilliantly written song but i the fact that you say it's all about the performance makes me very excited to really dive back into it because i cannot really pick it back in my memories like it's all i'm hearing is jennifer hudson right now so yeah that's, fair. that's my problem with it. But uh, I mean, that's a fantastic song. Uh, Kristen, what do you think? I think it's an excellent pick. I'm a little stressed out that Kyle is like starting to step into my lane of tokens. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think that there's a lot to be said for like the the Broadway run of the song because like you were saying, it, it is a fun musical and it's mostly about like ensemble numbers, like with the whole group and like big flashy, like big drama, you know, kind of things. And then suddenly there's this moment where like it's her on her own like, you know, strip down nothing and nobody kind of thing. And just like, it takes you by surprise in like the biggest, like most emotional way kind of thing. Yeah. Very raw, very like intense um, and very like 80s, right? This idea of like, especially like women's songs coming out where it's very like unapologetically just like, here are my feelings and you are going to listen to them. And then you will also have feelings. and You're going to have to deal with it kind of <laughs> attitude. So I think it's an excellent pick. Is Stu, your feelings? My, my feelings, honestly, you talked about teaching us songs on the way out. It's teaching me one on the way in. I mean, I <laughs> never saw Dream Girls. Don't know anything about the musical. I would definitely have to look this up on YouTube and watch it. I honestly don't know. <laughs> it's That's a what really I'm here good. for. I love the Rex. Yeah. <laughs> and also, just watch it with, again, it, the video quality is horrible. So, You'll have to figure out which pixel is her, but uh, <laughs> watch it with the context of knowing, which is wild to me, that Jennifer was like, I think, 19 during the Broadway run, which is unreal to me. Like, I'm always amazed by these Broadway performers, but she was 19. And to put that much maturity emotionally and otherwise into the song is just incredible. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. All right. So moving on to my pick. This is a tough one. I really don't know where to go with it. Um, the 80s is just, I thought the 70s was hard. Like, we're, Kyle and I were literally talking yesterday about, like, oh my God, we forgot another song. <laughs> we, we didn't mean to mention, we didn't think to mention it. It's like the 80s is going to be even worse. Um, 
So this is a song that definitely balances what I was talking about earlier between what I like to listen to, what I enjoy, and definitely, you know, importance and re- like cultural relevance. Um, this one's been everywhere lately in the past 10 years. I think it's just growing more and more popular. Um, it's by two rock giants. Uh, really uneasy collab from what I've from what I read, but it turns into a really great song. Um, going under pressure, Queen and, and Bowie. Um, it's kind of like a, a very subtle song, really. It's it's nice and smooth with some kind of depressing and tone and, and lyrics. And then you, you finally get like this breakdown and it just really builds and swells. Uh, and it's just a super catchy and infectious song. Like you always catch yourself, you know, doing the but Dale. You know, <laughs> just singing along with it in little parts and all of it. And like the the scene in Magicians season three where they do the song is just it always sticks out to my head because of how amazing it is. And I hear this in movies now, like a good bit you know if every time i look around there's always one um i just love this song and also i think it's just building and cultural re- relevance so that's my number one and i had to get a queen song because bohemian rhapsody was stolen from me uh <laughs> last decade so i had to kyle what do you think yeah dude i love this song we all know i'm a i'm a huge bowie fan and i love queen and, and this is such a cool collaboration um you're talking about how it shows up in all kinds of movies now. You'd think the one that it would show up in is <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, and they didn't do it, which I understand not wanting to do the like kind of the elephant in the room and casting someone as Bowie. But um, yeah, I, I was surprised that we didn't get to see that collaboration in the movie. Um, but it's just such a good song. It's it's I listen to a lot more Bowie than I do Queen. But sometimes when I'm in my Bowie rotation and get to this song, I'm like, wow, I need to start listening to more Queen. You know, I just balance it out. And it's just, yeah, it's just two artists who were really at the top of their game and like collaborating and, and showing how great of like songwriters they are. Like, the, I mean, the music is great and and their voices mesh really well. But I, lo- I love the lyrics. I mean, you, you said it. It's kind of depressing, but I love the truth that they put into the song. It's just really, really good. I love it. Stu, your thoughts? Great song, Two Giants. And the one thing about this is you hear that opening bass line, you hear the opening line of the song. You're like, great, I love this song. And then it's Ice Ice Baby. And that might be one of the most <laughs> disappointing things in music. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, has there ever been a song really inf- so inferior to the original that sampled so heavily on the original? I mean, I'm sure we can come up with ones, but it's. I would argue Ice Ice Baby is a is a classic, and I will not take any slander on that song. Uh, I hate Vanilla Ice, but I love. I can't help See, but love di- that song. Difference between you and me, I actually had to live through the time that that was on the radio every fucking <laughs> moment of every day. I get it. I That's feel true. like I would probably not like it nearly as much. I was like. A baby when it it dropped. There, I think there it was, was no irony to it for me. It's just like that was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, Kristen, your thoughts? You know, in in the words of James Murphy, I have a lot of borrowed nostalgia for the unremembered eighties. <laughs> I and I'm upset that you picked this song because I was like, 
this will be my pick so I don't have to pick between Bowie and Queen, two of my favorites. And now I hate you a little bit, but it's okay. And I will bounce back and I'll figure it out. But yeah. You had pick number one. Yeah. It's a great, um, it's a great collaboration too. The music video also is iconic. If you haven't seen it in a while, I always recommend going back um, and just see these two like giants like screaming in each other's faces like on TV for is incredible. Like it's a solid pick. And if it hadn't gone in the first round, I would have been really upset. So there we go. All right. I'm so glad I got that. Um, and before we get to Stu's first pick, we're gonna go do our first quick break. All right, welcome back from break. We are breaking down our favorite songs from the 1980s. We're to Stu for his first pick. What you got for us, sir? Okay, I'm gonna. One of my interests is politics, right wing stupidity, for example. And this song, more than any other from the 80s, I would argue, has been twisted and turned by Republicans in this country. My choice is Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA." Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a song about being fed up with this country. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's a song because he's so happy about this country. It's how symbols are turned and tortured by people with no good means, no good ends. And it's a great song. One of the biggest albums of the 80s launched him completely as a superstar. And I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great last pick of the first round. I love it. Kristen, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very classic pick. I think that, again, a Bruce Springsteen song was guaranteed to go very early on and so like i think that's that's the one maybe not my favorite bruce springsteen song but definitely the one to pick for the draft um and i think you're right very like 80s americana kind of like specific sort of a vibe that has changed over time kind of thing so i like it kyle what, what are your thoughts on bruce uh yeah i i was actually pretty bummed i couldn't fit in any of his stuff in the 70s so i'm glad he's right away getting some some love in the 80s um like Kristen, yeah, it's not the first of his I would pick for this decade, but it it is, it's interesting when you have this stuff that like you love but has been kind of twisted, you know, and like the the wrong people kind of use it as their anthem now. So it has kind of in the last couple of years soured the song for me a little bit, but I do really love it and I love the boss and yeah, this is like I said, I'm glad he's getting some love, so it's a great pick. Take it, um, you know, there's always those relationships with with bands and music where it grows over time and my first thought of bruce was like i don't i don't who is this guy i don't care i don't care at all about this this dude like i rem he had the super bowl performance right or am i having a fever dream i didn't they had one one year he probably right? did i mean I like i remember him being like big and like some something to do in the spotlight and the mainstream, like when I was, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something like that. It was 2009. Um, 2009. No. So I was even older. So like <laughs> I was, I was 18. Right. No, that was my, yeah. Um, so I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't like this song. I'm very like, I was like, it's very super Patriot propaganda and all that. But like you said, it's all about, what you're told and what it sounds like and all you're hearing is born in the USA and everything. And so I never gave it a shot 
and really like over the recent past few years, I've actually learned more about Bruce and who he was and his, his just what he was about. And I love him more now than I ever did. Um, mm-hmm. and the song is a much better song now that I actually listened to it and thought about it. And it's, I, I don't know, it might be, it's definitely one of my favorite Bruce songs, but, um, I just definitely appreciate them a lot more now. So I'm glad I like this song as opposed to 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> so uh, very good pick. And now we're going to roll on to the first pick of the second round. What you got for us, Stu? I'm going with another giant of the 80s. Probably the most musically gifted of the big stars of the 80s. Credible guitar player. Incredible dance music. This is an incredible song off probably his best album. I'm going with Prince. Let's go crazy. Nice. Uh, I had a boss about ten years ago who was completely addicted to Prince. Started playing his music all the time. I just fell in love. I mean, it's a late love, but it's like stunning musician, stunning guitar player. And a song about the times we live in right now, about going crazy. Hey, um, totally understand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems to have like a new life today. I mean, yeah, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if we had more prints pop up on this draft. I think he's one of the most talented musicians we've ever seen. Like the range, the skill, the talent, the charisma. Um. Everything he did was just electric. It wasn't the Super Bowl. Um, it was the rock. I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame introduction when there was like thirty gods on stage playing guitar, and he literally destroyed them all. <laughs> he clapped and was looking at him like, "I have nothing for this guy." <laughs> yes, and it's like those clips that have really like sold me on just how much I love Prince. Like, oh. I wouldn't say I was indifferent or anything about Prince growing up. I just didn't really hear a lot of his songs or anything. So I really, his coming out party for me was the Super Bowl show. And that was amazing, I thought. Still one of my favorites. And I've just grown to be a big fan of his. Um, I don't know if this would be my pick for Prince, but it's it's such a fun song. I love it. Um, Kyle, your thoughts? Yeah, like going off of that, I think Prince is one of those artists that we, we've talked to this already with like Stevie wonder, but like he's one of those artists that has such a like diverse catalog that Stu could have picked literally any of his songs. And I would have been like, yep, I'm in like no questions. You know, it's just cause it's Prince. Like he's just, his music is very infectious. And um, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan for as long as I can remember, really. I, I would cycle in and out and like not listen as much, but he's always his music has always been a part of my life and I'm yeah, I just think I agree. I echo with both of you is that I think he's one of the most talented musicians ever. I mean, he just, the way he commands a stage is just unlike any other. So this is a great pick again. Like you could pick any of them and I'd be in, I'm hoping there's more left on the board so I can pick them. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great way to start the, the Prince love fest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we could just do like a Prince draft of the '80s, and like that, would, we would have plenty to work with, kind of thing. Um, the yeah. thing is, yeah, there's yeah. so many. Not the one that I would have picked for my first thing, but I feel like a Prince song had to go like this early on. So I mean, like, go with your heart. I think is, is the is the move here. Um, 
and it definitely definitely kind of like Damon said, my experience with Prince isn't super involved. Like I know more of him as kind of like a legend and like a concept than as like individual songs kind of thing. So I could definitely stand to do some some re-listening kind of thing. Cause this was not the first one that came to my mind, but I'm like looking, I'm like refreshing myself on the lyrics right now. I'm like, yeah, like it's a bop. <laughs> it really is. Um he has so many of those. And really the eighties is full of artists who you could just do like straight up drafts for them, you know. Um, like this next person I'm going to be talking about. Um, great segue, Damon. Thank you, Damon. Um, um, you ruined it, Damon. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Michael Jackson. You mm. cannot have an 80s draft without Michael Jackson. Correct. Um, this is like my favorite era of Michael Jackson. It's just superstar hit after hit after hit. The music videos are iconic. Like, there's not many who have more iconic music videos than Michael Jackson. He mm. made them an event, and he killed at it. And my favorite Michael Jackson song, it's just so catchy. Like, as soon as I hear the beat, I just, like, tune along. Like, you know those beats that you have to make, you have to make the uh, sound of the beat along with your mouth just because, like, it's just that infectious. And it's this one. It, it, it's Billie Jean. And yep. I adore this song so much. Um, it wasn't, you know, I didn't even hear Billie Jean for a while because I, I growing up, like when they would show Michael Jackson, it was always about like Thriller, uh, Smooth Criminal. They would show all the really fun, fun videos, Beat It, Bad, all that. And so Billie Jean, well, it's a, it's a fun video. It's not as iconic or as like large as those. So I didn't really get to hear it for a while. So when I finally did, I was like, where the hell has this song been? Um, <laughs> and, and since then, it's been on heavy, heavy rotation. I love Billie Jean. Um, you know, he wrote it over the fact that he would always get these fan letters. And and this woman said that uh, he was the father of one of her twins. And and so he just kind of put that towards into in a song. I, I just love the beat more than anything and i i don't know there's not much more to it than that sometimes um yeah it just hits me in the right feels so kyle your thoughts oh yeah bring on all the michael jackson love this is now the decade for it um yeah he's he's the best he a lot of these artists it's like you know we've been talking about i either like i love love them all, all my life or like i came to them late Michael Jackson, hey, it's fun being a contrarian sometimes. For the longest time, I was like, Michael Jackson is a big artist. I don't like him. You know, I had that stupid, annoying phase where, like, anything was popular and I just wouldn't listen to it. And then finally I got over myself and, like, listened to Michael Jackson and literally sat down and, like, listened to Off the Wall, you know, like, beginning to end. And I was like, why why am I stupid? Like, he's such a good artist. I just need to get over myself. Um, but he's the best. He's He's got, like, a song for every mood too you know like you can get your introspective stuff and you can get i think billy jean is just the one when you just want to like kind of like zone out and like just kind of jam to a song you know just kind of like let it kind of wash over you billy jean is perfect for that so i agree you you, you talk about how it's, sometimes it's just like about the beat and the feeling you get and that's kind of that's all billy jean is just like the feeling you get from it so it's it's a great pick thank you Kristen. your thoughts yeah i mean i i I think growing up in the 90s, I have a very complicated relationship with Michael Jackson because my first exposure to him was more in like the scandal and the politics yep. and all this kind of thing. And so it 
was a big kind of come around to realize like then when he died and so many people were like devastated and I was very confused for a little while there because I was like wait wait a second and so really it's more complicated than that and kind of like a delayed michael jackson like education um and i think billy jean is an excellent pick for um like the first michael jackson song to go in the draft i'm sure we might have like you know a handful more um but yeah i think it's a real i think it's a really strong pick it's a fun song that also has like more serious subject material which is like the theme of the 80s in in some respect so i <laughs> I like it. I think it's a great it's a great first Michael Jackson pick for the board. Thank you. Thank you, Stu. Are you a fan? Oh, yeah, I I probably had Kyle's arc crossed with Kristen's arc. When it first came out, it was like, God, this is so damn popular. Everybody. I mean, he honestly, he was as big as the Beatles were. And it was like, no, I don't want to listen to that. And then it was like, uh, what did he do? No, I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> And then it's like, it's almost a piece today. And he's an amazing artist. Amazing mm -hmm. songs. Billie Jean, it was at the video where the flashing lights on the ground. Yep. I think that was one of his best video. I mean, yeah. granted, Thriller is the biggest one, but that was just an incredible visual effect. Mm -hmm. Great song, great cross. He always crossed over a little bit of rock into the songs. Can't go wrong, and it probably is going to be the first of many picks for him. Not by me, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. You might he said it might be his best music video because, like, yeah, it is definitely not the biggest, but it really showcases just him and just what he can do, and like the fact that he can just carry that whole video, just him walking around dancing, just being Michael Jackson. He's like, yeah, he nails it, and uh, that was his first like big was one of his biggest solo hits if i'm not mistaken right there was a don't stop to get enough mm. um i'd have been in one or two before and then it was this um but i love billy jean so i'm glad i got it and uh very interested to see if uh what's the next one that goes off the board for him kyle are you gonna go michael jackson i'm not uh, I'm going to go with, so we've, we've already established that my favorite band of all time is Fleetwood Mac. Um, I think one of the best things to ever happen to Fleetwood Mac is Stevie Nicks leaving it. Uh, not because I don't like her, but because I love her solo work and I've got to go with edge of 17, um, February, 1982. I think it was like one of the first singles off her debut album. Just like such a bop. I mean, it's, <laughs> she wrote it to process like the grief of her uncle dying in like the same week that Lennon was assassinated in December of 1980, which it's really weird listening to it with that kind of context. But I mean, since then it's become one of the most like influential, like coming of age anthems, you know, like it's just kind of forever associated. There's two movies named after it that are like coming of age movies, you know, like it's just, it's this eternal, I guess rock song, but really it's just like Stevie again, kind of like um, Michael Jackson has kind of a song for everything. And this is one that really just kind of gets you amped. Right. And it just gets you like, it's just the feeling of it. Right. Um, yeah. I just, I, I remember when I was really diving deep for the first time into Fleetwood Mac into Stevie Nicks, I heard this song and I had heard it before in passing. Cause it's one of those songs you just hear it everywhere. 
but it was the first time I really sat down and like listened to the lyrics and like really dove into the instrumentation behind it. And it's just, it's just beautiful. Like it's just so well written and I'm such a big Stevie Nicks fan. So I had to pick this one. Very own brand. I love it. Kristen, <laughs> are you a fan? Yeah, I was worried when, at first when he said, I was like, are we about to like be sh- throwing shade on Stevie Nicks? Am I have to leave? Like, what Absolutely is not. So, Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thrilled that this was the pick to go, um, for her like Kyle said both an important song for her and also for all of us kind of thing and I think that 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 what that is the one to pick for it um again that you can kind of listen to more casually and then when you go back and actually like listen to the lyrics it's like oh no it's like a whole nother level here and kind of thing um and I also just like the idea of Kyle only picking songs recorded in 1981 if you could just say that that day right you you caught Um, me that's my theme that's that's the theme (laughs) nailed it um yeah so solid pick i'm happy well Stu, your thoughts can't go wrong with it it's stevie i mean come on can't go wrong with it so consistent really right like yeah yeah so many hits her voice is just mesmerizing like one of my favorite vocalists um this is kind of like a song that it, it just shows to me we could have like an entire year to prep for this podcast. Oh. There would still be songs that I would just, it would just would never, <laughs> I would never scroll about and find. I would never think about it for some reason. And mm-hmm. I feel like this was one of them, even though it's honestly maybe my favorite Stevie Nicks song, like Fleetwood Mac or Stevie, because growing up, like listen to the radio, you, if, Unless your radio guy was great and would always say the name of the song, which they did not, <laughs> you just had to go with your ears and have to figure it out. Like, oh, who is that? And you'd have to try and like do some research on the internet. Um, or even before then, you really couldn't even try to on the internet. Um, this was a song I always thought was a Fleetwood Mac song. You know, like it's just you hear Stevie, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is like that the other band. You know, it's it's that. And like I don't know when I found out it was a, a Stevie solo thing, but it's so good. It's so catchy. Um, I, I love it. I, I definitely think this is my favorite Stevie song. So I'm very glad you picked it, even though I didn't have it anywhere on my list. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's also, um, it's also I love the life that it has lived since it came out because it's only become more important to like people, you know, like it. it there's a whole uh like a a drag festival or whatever you call it that is based around Stevie and her discography and or drag competition and Edge of Seventeen is the finale song and like there's all these all these people have covered it Miley Cyrus has used bits like sampled bits of it for her songs yeah it's just such an influential song um, I love seeing like the shelf life like the way it's still kind of as relevant today as it was when it came out I love it all right. Moving on, Kristen, for your second pick, what you got? Stress, very stressed out. Um, just because I'm realizing like six sounds like a lot, but I have a lot of mini categories that I've given myself that I want to hit, and there's more than six. So now I'm just right. trying to like figure out which one to go first. What am I most likely to? Can, what can wait till the next time around? Um, kind of hard time that I'm having. Um, so. Coming off of the Stevie Nicks pick, I've decided I'm going to go with one of my ladies of the 80s power ballad, powerful like 
lady songs, um, but I have so many of them to pick from. But I think the one that I am going to go with is Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. No. <laughs> oh, and the reaction makes no. me so happy. Um, this is... <laughs> Talk about, like, a moment in time. Like, this is Whit- Whitney, like, at her best. And it just makes me happy to think of her so happy. And I wish that all of her days could have been just like this day that she recorded this song. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to give it. I like this unabashed kind of just, like, fuck it. Like, this is how I feel. And I want someone to love me. And I don't care. Like, it's not pathetic. It's not desperate. It's not whatever. It's just, like, all joy and hope and get you moving and singing and I love it. So good. Kyle, do you want to dance with somebody? <laughs> I do. And I also wanted this song. Um, <laughs> it's just the, it's the ultimate. I, I don't know many songs that give me just the immediate rush of serotonin that this does. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a joyful expression. Like Kristen saying, like an expression of like this pure feeling of wanting that connection with someone. And like, and also, you know, there's there's I like to categorize like the, the whole subgenre of like wedding songs that <laughs> that are inevitable to show up at at a wedding or at a reception, you know, and like some of them are overplayed. But I can guarantee every wedding that I've been at when this has come on, I've never rolled my eyes and never been like, oh, they're playing this. I've always gotten so hyped and so happy, you know. Um, and then I've not gone on the dance floor because of, I'm an introvert, but uh, <laughs> it's a great song, and I've you know danced to it in my head. Um, but it's just Whitney was a queen, and what Kristen said that kind of broke my heart a little bit. But like I, absolutely, I wish that she was as happy as she was recording this song. You know, like it's just, it's a sad story, but this song I feel is a great way to memorialize just how important she was as an artist. I mean, that we could pick again another artist, we could pick anything from her, and it would be a win. Because she's such an iconic artist, but this is the one that I wanted. So thanks a lot, Kristen. Um, but it's the right ah! choice. Eighties <laughs> decade of truly amazing vocalists. Another I one could, off right. I could just draft like lady solo songs of the eighties, and I still wouldn't have yeah. enough space on my on my draft. There's so many good ones. <laughs> so many. Stu, are you a fan? Yes. I mean, first of all, you have to understand I'm old. This song came out when I was like middle school just an amazing amazing song and Kai was right it's like a serotonin hit it's just pure joy listening to it mm-hmm. and considering how everything ended up is again it's a good point that like hey I wish you could have bottled that right just essence of I want to dance with somebody would sell just it would be sold out <laughs> at all times yeah I would have a stock just full of it. Um, this song was my third pick. I guess I it should have been my second. Um, but I'm I'm very glad it got picked. It's it's so happy. It's so fun. It's so lively. You know, it's it's um I love songs that make you want to dance. Um, I love dancing. Um, if it's a beat that makes me want to dance, I'm a fan of that song. The 80s is the decade for you. There are a lot of songs yeah. just about dancing in the 80s. That could also be a subdraft <laughs> of this. And I, and especially one that's like, again, like like Kyle said, like people get afraid, you know, like self-conscious or like, oh, is it like pathetic to say how much I just want somebody kind of thing? It's like, no, man, like 
don't you want to dance? Just say you want to dance. Like, fuck it. We're all yeah. dancing. Let's go. Universal feeling. <laughs> right. It really just beats. It doesn't beat around the bush. It's like straight up like, let's just cut to the bullshit. I want someone to dance with me. I want to feel <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> um, I think I if love my pick gets Damon to sing first, I think I actually just win by <laughs> It's true. Someone had to do it, okay? And I, I, I had to do it for the pod, okay? For the um, pod. For the pod. Um, um, yeah, there's not much else you can say about this song. It's fantastic. It's my favorite Whitney song. Like, of course, you know, she has the, the most, one of the most powerful songs of all time. But this is the one I constantly listen to. Like, it has so much repeat, re-listenability. Uh, listen, re, re that's not a word, but um, it is now. It is now. So, Kristen, how are you gonna, you know, top that? I mean, can you? But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna then pivot into a different direction here. Um, 80s music is also a big time for hip hop, like we were saying before. I'm a born and raised New Yorker who, for the first time now, I am living outside of the 70 mile radius that I grew up in. Um, so I knew I wanted to go East Coast hip hop. I wanted to do something that was political and important and like holds true today, just like it did back then. So I am going to go with Public Enemies Fight the Power, of course, oh released alongside, no. <laughs> of course, released um, on the Do the Right Thing, Spike Jones soundtrack. Um, yeah, man, it's got, it's got just hip hop, just as hip hop as a hip hop song alone, incredible, but to incorporate so many different allusions to black American culture, like from civil rights to like, you know, James Brown and like black church culture. Like there's so, there's so many pieces of it in there that I, I think it's an important song that is also a bop. And that's where I, I like to dance and think at the same time. And so that's, I'm going to go with this one for my third pick. I love it. Kyle, do you fight the power? I do my best. Uh, it's yeah, man. This song is just. It's like I love it, and then I'm also like I have a moment of crisis where like, why is this song so much more pertinent and yep. <laughs> real today? You know, like it's just like I hate that, but I love that because of those circumstances, we get incredible art from it. And this is yeah, this song really does stand the test of time. Um, it's it's interesting to think about its legacy or shelf life if it's not in featured in Do the Right Thing because that's such an iconic movie thing. Um, but I think it would still be the eternal banger that it is. I mean, it's just so good. So it's a great pick. Stu, I won't show you my draft board that I have sitting here, but that was in my top six picks. Aha. Because Stu, and you're the one who you're the wild card of the draft, and I'm just it makes <laughs> me very happy that I have my I have my finger so close to the pulse. <laughs> in the late '80s, I started high school at in a very insular, honestly racist town in Pennsylvania. I have a Hispanic it's like nine brother. Of Pennsylvania. I well, true. I have a, a Hispanic brother. Every time I went out in public, he was very young. I get looks. I was angry, pissed off at the racism in the damn school. And this was like 
an anthem for me that summer. That year, anything. And it was going to be one of my picks. It's a powerful song, and it's just too bad it still applies today. Powerful is the right word. It's yeah. it's energetic in a very rambunctious, like chaotic manner, which I definitely think is very much on purpose. Such a good song. I actually was able to see it performed live back in uh, 2012. Uh, that was 2013. Uh, yep, down in New Orleans. That was crazy. Um, I loved it. And it's just, the thing is, I, you know, I knew about the cultural relevance because like you grow up watching MTV and VH1 and all that, you're, you're going to see behind the music and all that and all the little documentaries and shows. So like I saw all, all the stuff about public enemy and, and, you know, I didn't, I was all about just seeing what had happened. And the fact that the song is still being as important today is just sad unfortunately but also i mean it just shows like it's such an important song and such a prevalent song i'm very powerful i love it um i public enemy is so good i just wish they would have done could have done even more you know like i think they what released what how many albums was it check spotify there's a lot but it's a lot like not in the 80s it's more like today right i would say really could have kept it going really Mm -hmm. they have 15 studio albums that's a lot they did keep it going i we just didn't hear about it i guess but Um, really fear of a black planet it takes a nation of millions are the two yeah for the 80s so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i argue for the career really Right. Yeah, there's that's a it's a lot to pick from, but for sure, I think that yeah, most of the the hardest hits were in the eighties. I definitely think this was a song that was needed to be picked for this draft. I'm very glad it did. We're gonna go back to Kyle for his next pick, but first we're gonna take a quick break. And we're back, you know, the place where we like to stress everyone out. Uh, and we're just talking about 80s music, the songs that defined the decade, the ones that are our favorites. We're back to Kyle for his third pick. Who, who you got? I am torn. I'm very torn between two. Um, because one of them I know is safe, and I know I could save for number six. I don't think it'll be picked. The other, I think, has a very real chance of being picked. Maybe that'll help me and narrow down my board. I'm just going to go with the one that there's no danger for it being picked, but I have to stay on brand. Once again, we established last decade that I unabashedly love ABBA. I love everything they do. Um, I I can't, you know, it's just one of those things. You just love them or you don't. And I just, I do. I love them. Or you're wrong. Or you're wrong, exactly. (laughs) And if there's anything I love more than ABBA, it's... uh, overly dramatic emotional love songs so i'm gonna go with the winner takes it all by abba yes Um, (laughs) i love this song so much i i could have picked anything from them i in fact went a little insane trying to decide what to pick from them but it was between this and another that i may still draft and they're probably my two favorite uh abba songs and yeah the winner takes it all is just so it's one i came to very late you know and 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 my burgeoning love for abba but i i love it i it's just such a dramatic song it's very similar to my first pick to and i'm telling you that it's just like 
you're kind of just laying it all out there and just burying your soul in front of this person and and leaving it all on the table and it's just incredible and i i I had loved this song for a while and kind of forgot about it and then this is gonna i know this is gonna age me i'm sorry but uh, randomly came across on tiktok rick astley is on tiktok which is so cool because he's not rick rolling people he's doing genuine covers and he does a cover of the winner takes it all and it's beautiful like people forget that the rick roll has a great voice um so that kind of reignited my love for the song and i just fell down this rabbit hole of like watching stage videos of mama mia and all this stuff and yeah it's just it's a great song and again it's like you either love abba or like kristen said you're wrong but with this song it's the same thing you either love this song or you don't and it's okay if you don't because it is overly dramatic and emotional but i just i love the heart behind it so i had to pick it so I, I literally just put my headphone in to listen to this song because I, I was like, do I know this song? <laughs> I apparently I don't it does is not ringing any bells for me, unfortunately. That's a really it, sad thing for you. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but but it's also like look at the silver lining, it's also an amazing thing because I get to discover another new ABBA song. Which right. is like I feel like the joy of not being an ABBA fan until later in life. Because you just stumble, like, of course, like I said before in the previous draft, you're, you're like, pre-K level of ABBA. You, of course, always hear Dancing Queen. That's your first. Mm-hmm. That's your introduction. And then as you get right. farther along, you start, you hear, you start growing up, you hear other ABBA songs pop up. And, and you know, whether you watch the Mommy, Mamma Mia uh, movie when it came out or when you watch it, like, two years ago, like I did, um, <laughs> you hear more ABBA songs and you just become more and more of a fan this one seems pretty good um i don't know if it's gonna crack my top abba songs but uh that's hard to do but we all got our own tastes and abba has something for everybody and i love them uh kristen i'm i was just playing it while you guys are all talking and like just rocking because it's on my i double checked to make sure i wasn't a liar but it is on my top songs for 2021 i'm pretty sure it's on my top songs spotify wrapped every year i love this song it is my number one abba song um i am a musical <laughs> theater kid at heart and i one of the reasons why the 80s is my favorite decade for music is that there are a lot of songs in the pop culture that have like the the drama and the intensity and like the emotion of like a musical a musical theater song but it's on the yes. radio um so this is one of those ones for me where it has like sad, slow chords and then also just like drops so hard and dances so hard. It's I could listen to it on repeat. Like I, I'm like my commute. If I was like walking a lot, especially I was just listening to this song probably like over and over again. It's got a great pace to like walk to and like be determined to at the same time. Um, so I yeah, solid pick. And I'm so happy that's the one that made it to the board. Stu, your thoughts? First of all, I would not have picked ABBA for anything in the 80s because I had thought they were a 70s band exclusively. (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. pop band. But I honestly had no idea they were even in the 80s. Um, Just wait. Just wait till my next one. Great song. Not my cup of tea, but it's a great song. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's yeah. why, you know, I almost I almost would prefer all of us to have different cups of tea because then everyone gets gets their picks and we get to show everyone all the different 
all the different flavors. Now of there's tea not enough tea to go around. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's not enough tea to go around. Mm. Um, well, I'm going to definitely pivot from the Abba train. Um, Bad choice. No, no, it's okay. It's okay because this one is a is an iconic song, and it's it's a song that I don't remember life without. It's one of those okay. Since I can remember, it was on commercials, video game ads, movies, um, and I just think it's very vital that you know you, you need to listen to this song. Um, it's tricky, y'all. That it's just that this song is just so <laughs> hype. Okay. Um, it like really, it, it's such a hype song. Run DMC kills it on the verses. The beat's yeah. so fun. Um, come on, it's Run DMC. I I felt like we were going to be disowned by anyone and everyone if we didn't have Run DMC on this draft. And this song is just a bop. It's so good. Um, yeah, I I love it. Stu, amazing. You're right. Cornerstone rap band. I could argue another song they did big cultural significance for a crossover, but Damon, did you actually say the title of the song? Yeah. Yeah. I said it's tricky. (laughs) (laughs) I said it in a very weird pun-like manner, so it it was disguised. (laughs) The problem is you didn't commit to that. If you did it like with confidence, we would have known what you were talking about. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I, was like, I, was like, I think I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure. I even <laughs> said, I think it's very vital. <laughs> did no one? I can think of a, I can think of a more vital Run DMC song. Is the thing. My brain is in another location right now. There's so there's a lot of important Run DMC songs, but I think this is one of the funnest and also still holds up. And you still still hear it today. So, and also, I just love it. Like, I sing along every time I hear it. But that's very fair. Uh, Kyle, your thoughts? Yeah, man, it's tricky. It's, <laughs> I, I love it. It's, it's one of those eternal, like, earworms that I, I could listen to it now and probably have it stuck in my head for the next maybe two weeks, um, which I'm probably going to do after this podcast. But it's just, it's just so catchy. Uh yeah, I don't know what they're talking about because this is the first song that I thought of with Run DMC, but I'm curious to see what else gets mentioned. But yes, I I, I love uh this being picked. I'm surprised it didn't go sooner. Honestly, it's a, it's a great pick. Thank you, thank you. Any any other thoughts uh, on this one, Kristen? No, now that I understand the pick, that I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like super a super fun one to pick. I think that. Yeah, like talk about earworms, like 90s, like 80s, rather just like songs that like, if you were looking at like a top songs of the 80s kind of playlist would be on there for sure, 100%. Gotcha. I will no longer sneak in the title of the song <laughs> with the pun. I apologize. Um, let's move on to Stu's next pick. What you okay. got for us? I remember liking this song back in the day. Catchy. The video was one of the more invented videos in the first days of MTV. Don't you do it. <laughs> uh oh. But about a year or two ago, the lead singer repurposed everything for Broadway and appeared on Saturday Night Live and did a performance of this song that kind of accentuated the chorus and just insanely hopeful the song is. 
I probably listened to that performance about a hundred times in the next, in the week after. I'm going to Talking Heads once in a lifetime. <laughs> not Fuck my pig, you, but so good. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Boo. So mad right now. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, come on. This- it has one of the more catchy bits of a line. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> This is not my beautiful wife. What the hell have I done? It's so good. Um, This is a song in a band I came very, very late to, okay? I hadn't even heard of them until like six, seven years ago by by some friends in Denver. And uh, I'd never, I didn't get around to listening to them even then. And finally, like I started stumbling on to them when I was just, putting on playlists, random music video playlists at a uh, work. And this, the, their songs would come up and like, this is, this is good. This is weird. I yeah. like it. I like that it a lot. Weird. So weird. <laughs> and I love it. it. It's so different. And, but at the same time, it's almost timeless in a weird way. It sounds like it could have been made today almost in a weird way. And I loved that SNL performance. That's actually oh. Got me into starting to listen to them. So good. Um, Kyle, your thoughts? I'm mad. I when I just mentioned I should I should have saved the one that takes it all for six because no one was going to pick that, and I was considering once in a lifetime. Um, yeah, it's just it's so good. I th- there's a handful of artists that I just want to sit down with and like pick their brain, and David Byrne is like number one on that list for sure. Uh, I would. Inc- implore anyone listening if they have not to go watch american utopia on hbo max beautiful stuff um he's just such a genius he really is like you i yeah i love talking heads i love this song i love kermit's performance of this song like it's just all good it's all good stuff and i'm mad but i'm glad that it was taken. the american utopia thing really reopened my eyes to them yes i think it was a wonderful reinvention of their songs and I mean, honestly, when I first heard of the Talking Heads, it was because basically they hated each other. <laughs> so, yeah. Love it, Kristen. Your thoughts? You were angry as well. I'm very. Um, so I, I thought I was gonna get the first Talking Heads pick, and I'm just mad that it wasn't me. Um, I don't know if this would have been the song that I picked, but it's definitely like in the top like three, um, four of them. I think again, like so so like prolific we forget that like they count as like an 80s band like making albums because in my mind they're kind of like more timeless than that um and i think especially we talked a little bit before about kind of like the 80s and like you know like materialism and like american dream kind of stuff and this song does hit a little bit on that as well um but in a very david byrne way um yeah i think it's an incredible pick for it and i'm just upset that it's not me (laughs) All right, picks are getting stolen left and right here. Um, it's bound to happen. It's a pick or be eaten world or something along those lines. Um, no, it didn't work. I know. Dad, no. move on. Is that your next song? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is one for me. However, it is also okay. Back in the eighties, I first started listening. I got really into college rock. I mean, this is a very late 80s. This is one of the giants 
of what became alternative music. And it's one of my favorite songs ever. And also seeing the artist performing live, wearing black shoes, I've never not worn black shoes since. It is the cure, just like heaven. So good. And love the hell out of this song. I've loved it since the first time I saw it. Love Dinosaur Jr.'s cover of it with the damn Muppets flailing all around the room. Anything with Muppets is yeah. better. <laughs> it just... Is this your favorite Cure song? Yes. Well, yes. Okay. I love Disintegration as a whole record. But this is my favorite Cure song. Okay. Fair. fair. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it's the first things you hear, to be honest. They just stick with you. All right. Kyle, your thoughts? I'm glad you mentioned that because this is probably the first Cure song that I heard. And it, I... I just knew this song for a long time without even associate it with, associating it with The Cure. It was just like always a song I knew. Um, and then, of course, you know, much later kind of fell down the rabbit hole and fell in love with The Cure. But for a while, it was just this kind of piece of my like music history. Like I just always loved Just Like Heaven. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a great song. We could do a whole Cure draft i think that's kind of the theme right now with all of these artists like we could do a, a yeah. whole draft for each of them but uh yeah it's it's the correct cure song to pick first <laughs> i don't know if this is the one i would pick or if i would pick a cure song but i do very much like the cure it's another one of those bands that i came to late um re most recent years when i started really jumping into spotify playlists and just listening to a bunch of different random ones and finding new stuff and i really have grown to appreciate them a lot um it was just something i never i ever wanted to gravitate towards earlier in life i was definitely more as far as 80s to it, my draft board wouldn't say it but i was a huge uh, hair metal uh, fan uh went through a huge hair metal fan phase uh so but this is definitely more my speed nowadays and uh, i very much like it kristen are you a fan i am i think that this is the if you're going to pick a Cure song for the 80s draft, this is the one to pick. It's the one that makes me most think of, like, John Hughes movies and, like, you know, like, being in a mall. So, like, that's that's the one that I would pick as well. Um, both, like, mass appeal, mass appeal, but also, like, just, like, a classic Cure song in and of itself. Um, and I relate to David very strongly about having, like, a hair a hair like glam rock metal band like phase but then also like but actually i love this i just love this song too like kind of <laughs> kind of vibes so i felt that in my bones <laughs> all right um these are some great boards we're crafting girl um i'll move on to my next pick Whew. all right so i'm very glad that um Stu did not draft the pick I was going to pick. Because when you were talking about a very inventive music video, I instantly went to my next pick. And I see Kyle maybe upset. Kyle just had like an earthquake on his like screen. I don't know what <laughs> Kyle um, This is one of my favorite music videos. I could watch it over and over again. It's so inventive. Uh, the, the, the lead singer has so much energy and, and passion. He has a great voice, really. Um... But we're we're there for the the synths and the beat, the take on me. 
I won't do the try the attempt, but we all do it. We've all tried it. All every time I hear the song, I tried it. We try to reach that that note. That's literally impossible. I don't get it. I sing along every time. Speak for I yourself, dance. man. Sorry, sorry. I for- apologize again. I could never ever hit it, ever. I could never even dream of hitting it. But it's fantastic. I love the song. It's it's so good. It's maybe my favorite 80s song. So I, I waited, but I couldn't wait any longer. Stu uh, scared me. So, yeah. Kyle, you are you mad? be afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> I like the song. I like the video, but. Not a favorite. That's very fair. No, no, um, I, no. everything you said, nostalgia. It's an amazing song. Love the video. Just it, did, I didn't even think of it when I was making my list. It was not even, and I was last half hour. I've been trying to think. Okay, am I missing something? Am I missing something? That would have been one I missed. But see, we, we're always going to have some misses. It's it's bound to happen. And uh, I'm glad I didn't have to fight you for it. So, <laughs> Kyle, ask Kristen. Don't ask me. <laughs> Just jamming, just jamming to the song in the background. Uh, yeah, I mean, like when you talk about like quintessential '80s, like just things, even like Beyond songs, like this and the music video, like, and I think just I also just want to say I think the '80s was the best genre for one-hit wonders. I think that yes. like the, we could have just drafted one-hit wonders of the mm-hmm. '80s, like kind of thing, and so. Of all of the ones you could have drawn from, I think that this is an, this is like the the number one like reigning like top pick. I will give Kyle some more time. Um, I I like that, that you said that because I think it correlates the one hit wonder thing with the fact that the eighties was the age of cocaine, and I think everyone just did way too much and burnt out. What if we just quick. hole up in a room for like seventy two hours <laughs> and just produce like the most the catchiest song we can possibly think of and then disappear? Yep. Then they just burn out yep. like they're done. Like that was their it. And then they just, they're they're just completely flamed out, and they but they get the one hit, you know. So Kyle, are are we good to go? Are you okay now? I just really am excited for the next time we do like something trivia related, so I can just <laughs> murder Damon, and I can just <laughs> rub it in his face, and I can just hold it over him for the rest of my life. I'm mad. Uh, I love this song even before I thought about music in terms of decades or in terms of bands or anything this is just one of those like core things that was always etched into my brain i would just like go home and like look up the music video and just listen to the song again before i even had any frame of reference of like when it came out or like the decade it represented and stuff i just loved to take on me and it is another one i'm glad we're picking so many songs that still have this shelf life today because it's been reinvented so much, um, I would encourage anyone, I'm sure they've heard it, but if they have not, to check out the acoustic version that AHA released of this a couple of years ago. It's beautiful. <laughs> it makes a song that's just really fun and kind of like like light, a very like introspective and emotional song yeah. because, you know, it, well, the movie that it's also used in, you know, I know, I know a lot of people don't love Deadpool 2. I'm a huge fan, and the way it's used in that is very emotional. Um, 
They use it in um yeah. in the Last of Us video game series also. She does like in the second That's one she does, the, she does the acoustic cover of Take On Me and it yeah. takes you by surprise. I'm like, oh no. Like, yeah, it's brutal. It's not even a cutscene. It's like you just come across her playing. Yeah, it. it's yeah. like you have to watch this. You don't get to skip. <laughs> yeah. Go, like, let's go. Yeah. And it's just so good. It's just with them releasing that, it's like you've got the added age in his voice that kind of gives it that grit. But it still is just such a, yeah, it's a light song. And like I said, it's just, this is why I was so mad at Damon. And I'll get over it. But it was just, it's just been such a core part of like my love of music for the, as long as I can remember. I think there was a very long stretch where I, if people asked me what my favorite song was, it was Take On Me. Um, so thanks, Damon. But, you know, if it didn't get picked, I would be equally mad. So I'm glad you picked it's it. Why, it's why we're bros. Uh, were you, was it on your board? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I just okay. should have had it higher on board. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Stu, how are your thought? What are your thoughts on "Take on Me"? Great song. Should have had it on my damn board. That's right. <laughs> Didn't That's have right. It just, just, it just slipped <laughs> on by. Really, uh, videos in the '80s when music videos were still a thing and still kind of aging to an art form. The video was truly mind-blowing at the time. Granted, today, nice piece of nostalgia, but in 1985, it was like, how the hell did they do that? Sorry I'm cursing too much, but hey, that's me. We, we are an adult content. <laughs> um, we are rated F. Good stuff for uh, Go Fuck Yourself. Um, hey. All right. Well, that's my fourth pick. That means we're moving along to Kyle for yours. What you got? Right, scratching off, take on me. Uh, scratching off, Damon, off my will. <laughs> my will. He's <laughs> not invited to my wedding anymore. All right, let's see. I don't um, get the comics anymore. Damn it! All <laughs> of the comics. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go with one that we were talking about. Like we could do a bunch of one-hit wonders. I was pretty ignorant to this band for a while and considered this song kind of a one hit wonder before I really got into their catalog. And it's certainly not like they have a lot of very successful songs. And this probably isn't even the first song people would think of for them. But I, it's the one that I listen to the most. I mentioned with The Winner Takes It All, I love like very overly dramatic 80s songs. And this is kind of that vibe, too. But it just has a very like relaxing vibe but also very introspective i gotta go with drive by the cars um again love the cars you know i went a while thinking this was like just all they did <laughs> and of course you know got more into their music and I, I love the rest of their their stuff but drive has always been the one that i think i think now would be a great time for it to have a resurgence because it it kind of like what damon was talking about with once in a lifetime feels kind of timeless and like it could have been released today you know um i just think it kind of is made to be put into you know movies tv shows whatever like it's just that kind of thing but it's not cheesy in that sense like it's just yeah like i said i love these overly dramatic 80s songs and this has got to be like top of that list it's just it's it's all about the vibe of the song and i i love it love it Kristen, your thoughts i think it's a great pick i think that there's we're kind of like hitting like a bunch of different genres that that made a big way in the 80s and i think this sort of like slow soulful rock like driving in a car at sunset kind of like vibe like this is an excellent song to pick for that 
for that genre. Um, and I am surprised that it hasn't, that it's not as popular as I would expect it to be. Um, because it does sound like it could have been written today. And I feel like what's going to happen is that like someone's going to cover it and it's going to be like, oh, did you hear this new Lord song? Like when she stole my favorite, repl- <laughs> like when she stole my favorite replacement song and everyone thought that she wrote it and she didn't. I think that this song is due for one of those kind of like moments. Um, so we'll see what happens. Wait, what song did the Lord still swing and party? Oh, God. Really? And was like, do you this new Lord song? I'm like, no, you shut your wet mouth. That's a place. Like, you calm down, everyone. So I'm waiting for for the cars to have their to have Lord steal their thunder. Also, Stu, are you a fan? Great, great pick. I'm again. This falls under the list of stuff that if I had thought about this much longer, I probably would have put on my list, and I didn't. It does sound like it could be written today. It's a great soft soft rock that's not even I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Never mind. <laughs> we none of us know what we're talking about. That's the amazing part of this podcast. I At least I know. It. Well, I won't speak for Kristen. Kristen actually knows everything because she yeah, Kristen knows everything. <laughs> this is what happens when you've seen Rock of Ages seven times on Broadway, when you spent way too many hours playing Guitar Hero Rock the 80s in high school, when you were in a band that was often compared to the Talking Heads as like a major kind of thing. Like this is. This is kind of the where your where your life is now. Uh, um, so this was another song where I, I am listening to it right now because I was like, "What what song are you talking about?" And uh, I put it on. I was like, "Oh, this song. Oh, yeah, this song. I know this song. I've heard it forever and ever. Just don't think I ever knew the name of it or who sang it." Um, yeah. it's a good song. It's a good '80s song that is definitely very '80s. Don't think it would ever be on my list. But I'm very much glad it got picked because I, I think as much as we're picking some of the, st- you know, the giants and the the ones that are just super mega popular, it's good to pick those that are maybe when they came out that they were popular, that they were a super big hit. and They just haven't maybe been as relevant as they are now, you know, but those songs are just as fun and just as important. So this is a good one. I like it. It's, it's so smooth and, and soft. It's just like really dreamy. I, I really dig it. It's that synth. Uh, love the love the 80s. Like, I don't know, just the uh, absolute abuse of the synth. Yeah. Of the 80s songs. <laughs> New Wave was just an excuse to pl- to play more than synthesizers is really what. Absolutely. Hey, it works. I mean, let's it. Yeah, let's it play works. A, a real quick game of who should cover. Who's your dream cover for the song? drive right now who do you think would kill that cover uh i don't know like i i, I don't want it <laughs> if someone covers it i guess maybe like this is gonna sound weird because it's not their usual style but i think the head and the heart would do it really well just because of his voice um i like that but yeah i, I my answer is no <laughs> i don't want it <laughs> the answer is no thank you no thank no. you i'm good so you said it could. It sounds like it could have been written today, but you don't want someone to cover it. Yeah, that's fair. People aren't that's writing fair. songs like this today. It just feels like it's a song that is modern and a classic. You know, those are super great songs. Mine would be Harry Styles. Well, you say that now you're just coming for my. You just want that. Letter. You just want Harry Styles to do everything. <laughs> not me. That's not me. They I'm not even like Harry Styles that much. I like Harry Styles, but I'm not a fanboy. 
Um, but I think he would do a really cool cover of that song. So, yeah. Um, that is Kyle's fourth pick. We're moving right along to Kristen's fourth pick. What you got? Oh. Get out of here. <laughs> I love how quiet it is. It's so quiet. <laughs> so I'm going to be going with Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Taylor. I have not gotten to pick my dramatic sing-along, pretend that I'm on stage, but also in a car in the rain, singing out loud song yet. This is one of the first songs that I think I heard on the radio where I was like, oh, I know what adult feelings feel like. It was just like hit me really hard right in the gut. And so I'm, I feel like it has to be on the list at some point. And I'm just really happy that I got to to adopt it onto my board. I love this song. Like it as soon as that hits, like you're just waiting for it to hit the turn around. And like if it's always better if you have a friend you're around and then you can just like duet yeah. with each other. The best you know? thing is to hear the piano come on and to like slowly like look up from whatever you're doing and yes. like find some make eyes with somebody around who is yep. also ready <laughs> to make the the, the Nonverbal contract. Who is going to be the guy? Who's going to be the girl when we when we that turns you know, around? Yep. This song, yeah, yep. it, it's yep. it's so good. And songs like that are the ones that will always last. And this song lasts. I love it so much. Um, I had it on my board a little bit down where I probably wouldn't have drafted it if unless I got some picks stolen. I'm so glad you got it. It's it's so good. It's definitely an all timer. I think like this is a song that you could. You could, I would be perfectly fine if you drafted it an all-time song list and this was on someone's board. I think it's just next level. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a still, really. Is there ever a still yeah. in these drafts when so many great hits? But this is kind of a still going that far, so kill on it. Uh, Kyle? I love it. Kristen, we're going to have to karaoke this song someday because I also have that moment basically daily where I'm like, I just want to drop everything and sing this. Um, yeah. It's great. It's yeah, it's it's sometimes calling a song like the ultimate karaoke song is very is a negative way to talk about that song or like a way to put it down. This is not that this is not the case. This is the ultimate karaoke song in a very good way. Um, but yeah, it's even if it weren't that it's just iconic. Bonnie's voice is just on another level. Yeah, um, I have a real soft spot yeah. in my heart for like I said, ladies belting in the eighties and this like gravelly kind of just like emotional like thing. And I don't think oh. that, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of contenders, but I think that nobody doesn't quite, quite like her. I think also that, you know, this song was offered to meatloaf to record his like last album, like the first one of the eighties when he was like contractually <laughs> obligated to make a new album. And they were like, you could just have this one. He goes, no, like if you're making an album you don't want to make and someone offers you a toilet clip to the heart. You're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think it would have been the same. I wonder yeah. if it's even the same arrangement or anything, but I, I mean, Meatloaf had a damn good voice, but I don't think you could have done this song right. I don't no, know. Right. No way. Stu, are you a fan? I think somebody mentioned earlier about a song being the biggest number one, one hit wonder of the 80s. I think this is. Hmm. It, Has Bonnie Tyler done it? I can't think of anything. But this is a song, honestly, if you like oh, I'm sorry, do you guys not like Holding Out for a Hero? You I was going to say, oh, like, oh, oh, oh sorry. Have you seen 
Shrek 2? Like, have, have you seen Jennifer Saunders in Shrek 3 is really my question. For you. I completely forgot that she sung that song. I totally yes. forgot she did this that. Truly okay, iconic. another tag. You can't like music and not like this song. Yeah, it's, that's true. I, it's a perfect song. It's... <laughs> And Meatloaf would have made a hash of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, we, would not, um, we would not have any fondness for it if he had done this. That's true. No. It wouldn't live as, as iconically as it does now if it was a Meatloaf song. I also think this song has, like, one of the, like, people always say, what's a lyric that you just, like, you can't not just yell at the top of your lungs? And mine's like, I really need you <laughs> Tur- for me, it's turn around, bright eyes. I always that's also, felt that. yeah. Every got single a time. Of them. I think anytime someone says turn around, even yeah. just that, like there's there's no way in hell that you're not about to watch me like perform. <laughs> Fuckle in. So yeah. good, so iconic. Oh, um, okay. That means we're up for your next pick. All right. What you well, got I, for us? I express my my disdain for not getting the to- my talking heads pick. And I don't want to put them too much on the board. I could just do a talking heads draft. Maybe I will, but I want it. I want to go with another kind of like, like new wavy kind of like rock, you know, band, a song that I think is underappreciated. So I probably could wait to take this one, but I want to take it now because I don't want it to feel like it's last in my heart because it, it comes in much higher than that. Um, but it's going to be life in a Northern town oh by dream God. Academy. Wow. I, th- I wow. love this song so much. I think that I have listened, to, if you were going to list songs that I've listened to while driving through the middle of nowhere in the sun by myself, this would be like the number one, which is why I do most of my driving. This would be on there for sure. Um, I like, the 80s do a lot of this thing where they bring in a lot of like African influence all of a sudden. And so I think that this is a great rock song that does that as well. Um the lyrics harken back to like an Americana nostalgia also in a very like, you know, sepia tone, warm, wholesome kind of way. Um, that's also very emotional. Um, I'm a sucker for songs where the, with nonsense lyrics, especially for the chorus. So you can just like, <laughs> I don't really need to know the, the lyrics to it. Um, and sidebar, if, if you haven't watched Glow, everyone should watch Glow. But if you haven't, there's there's a great utilization of this song um, in the show also that's that's really done like incredibly well. Um, and so I knew I wanted to pay homage to the show in some way. So I've decided to to also do it with with this song. So that is going to be my fifth pick. Glow is amazing. Everyone watch Glow. So good. Put it on my list. Uh, if you like 80s wrestling or just wrestling in general <laughs> and like badass women, like Allison Bree is amazing in that show. Yeah. So um I've never heard this song before other than in Glow. I did not know the name of it. I'm listening to it now. I'm like, oh yeah, it's that song. I I never hit my rotations. It never was on any playlist I ever ever hit. I I love finding new music from the old times. I, I love it. Kyle, are you a fan? I am Dream Academy. Dream. Uh, I love. <laughs> I love the band. I love this song. When you said like along the Talking Heads line, I was a little mm-hmm. worried you were going a different direction, which I'm glad I can still pick. But um, yes, 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 yes. I if the, if if this is like a subgenre from the '80s that I would 
take over anything else. I don't know what to call it. It's just new wave or it's something more specific, but it's very much the dream Academy line of, of yeah. music. Um, yeah. And it's just so good. I love it. Stu, are you a fan? Oh yeah. I love this song. I never watched glow. Love this song. Love this song for a long time. And again, the nonsense, the, I don't even want to sing the, I don't even want to sing. That's the first big problem. Second big problem is the chorus, but just a great song. It probably, it would have been on my board if I had remembered the song. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, I will say that makes our list better, like easier, because you, if you remember all them all, you're like, where, where am I going to draft them? Like, what, what am I going to draft? It's best sometimes to forget. Um, Story of my I'm life. adding. <laughs> I'm adding the Dream Academy Academy to my playlist because yeah, I I've never checked them out, so I oh, I was yeah. just listening. They're very the chill, very melodic. It's, it's my vibe. I, I like it. Um, As co-presidents of the unofficial official Dream Academy fan club, Kyle and I, approve. Yep, we approve <laughs> this decision. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. All right, uh, we're gonna get to Kyle's next pick. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. And we're back, guys. And we're just talking 80s music, the best songs that define the decade. We're back to Kyle for his fifth pick. What you got? Mm, Only two picks left. This is rough. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with, uh, like I mentioned, I was a little worried when Kristen mentioned, you know, New Wave or the Talking Heads-esque. Um, I don't know if these guys really fall into that. They kind of do. But I am a really, really big Oingo Boingo fan. Um, gotta go with We Close Our Eyes. Uh, just adore this song. I adore Oingo Boingo. I adore Danny Elfman. Sometimes more so because of this band than his any of his work in movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I we close our eyes is just such a bop. I it's one that I do hear pop up quite a bit in movies and TV, and I never really get tired of it. It's uh, used in the series finale of Psych to just Chef's Kiss perfection, which is a great series finale if anyone has not seen that show. Um, but yeah, it's it's a song that shows up, and I'm just very happy the whole time it's playing, and I'll probably replay it a couple times because it's just a like i mentioned before with uh, whitney it's just a big like serotonin boost every time i hear it so i never even knew about like danny elfin's past as a as a rock band guy until like <laughs> i don't know maybe two three years ago when like i just saw it in some random documentary um about like nightmare before uh, christmas and mm-hmm. so i was like oh wow he has a band and then i never went and listened to the band but apparently I've heard his music it all over. Like definitely remember this from the psych uh, finale. I I did know that I love me some Danny Elfman. Like I'm I will always say yes to Danny Elfman. I I like this song. Song is a is a vibe. Um it's definitely more along the lines of the eighties music that I appreciate more now than I'm glad I didn't try to listen to it before. Uh not my vibe, but now it's chill. I like it. Um, Danny Elfman's just a musical god. He's he's just so good at it. Um, Kristen, your thoughts? 
Yeah, shout out to Danny Elfman, by the way, for making it onto the Coachella uh, lineup for this year. Just yeah. on his own. Like, I, <laughs> I know, I saw that. I, I can't so wait to hear. I cannot wait to, to hear what the set he's going to deliver is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this is a great this is a great pick. I think Oingo Boingo is a pretty quintessential '80s band, um, and this is definitely like a top song of theirs, like from the decade. I would say, like for sure, it's funny because when you say Oingo Boingo, you think of Psych. I think about the movie Back to School with Rodney mm. Dangerfield, where they were yep. in like at a party they threw, and Oingo <laughs> Boingo was there. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fun pick. I'm glad I'm glad they got some attention on the board. Love it, Stu. You a fan? Oh, yeah. If I'd been picking an Oingo Boingo song, I'd have picked something else just because that one hits me right in the right air feels, I guess. My random Danny Danny Elfman, like, thing I love about him and it's weird thing. I have a fondness for Sonic Youth. Great mm. 80s underground band. Found out a couple years ago reading her autobiography that Kim Gordon dated Danny Elfman for a long time back in, like, college age which is just a weird Danny Elfman is cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. I, I love random trivia like that. Um, I can I specialize was, in that. <laughs> I was not expecting Danny Elfman to be uh, on this pod, but here he is, and I love it. Um, very big fan. Are you a fan, Kristen? Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm happy he got picked on the board for sure. Um, yeah. If you want so, more Danny, I mean, I'll just I'll just say screw it and draft the Batman suite from Batman '89. I'll do it. I don't care. I'm okay with that. Um, all right, so we're gonna move along to my next pick, y'all. Um, there's so many I could go with. Um, and I, like I'm looking at my board and like I never really. I usually like my my first four are the ones that like I want to draft no matter what. And then the other ones are all like it's more of a tier system then. It's like that's I have numbers, but I could pick any one of them. It's just how how the draft is gone. And I I need some women on my board because I, I just haven't drafted any and that's that's wrong. That's not okay. Um so why not get one of the most badass uh groups? With such a, like I said before, I love a good beat. This is another one of those beats that as soon as you start, you hear it, you want to start moving. You start singing the song. Um, I'm talking salt and pepper. Push it. Um, it's like, there's not much to it, but like sometimes simplicity is, is all you need in music. And it's just that beat, their, their passion and rawness in the song. Like it's so good, all of it works perfectly. Um, push it real good. Like I, I love it. It's like that beat and Billy G are two of my favorite beats that I, I every time I hear it, I'm, I'm in a better mood for it. So that's that's my next pick. Stu, what are your thoughts? When you said you had to get women on the, your board. And the beat, once you heard the beat, I knew exactly where you were going with this. Exactly. <laughs> Great choice. Thank you. Um, is this your favorite song, Peppa song? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the only one I know, but hey, I admit to some deficiencies in certain areas of music. 
They have a couple. They were not a one-hit wonder, but they, no. they did have a couple I of good hits. I tend to remember that, but, like, my mind's going, so. <laughs> we are getting into the to the draft. We are, we were, we're towards, we've seen the light. Uh, Kristen, are you a fan? I am. I'm a, I enjoy salt and pepper, and this is, like, the number one, like, hands down, the pick to do. So I'm glad that they made it onto the board. It's definitely a song that I used to, like, really like because of the beat but i wasn't really allowed to like listen to or sing along to like too loud and that kind of thing so like it's just it's a song that i love to listen to now because i just i can like Out as loud spite. as i want to yeah <laughs> i love it kyle are you a fan oh yeah I just like Stu, this is probably and I, I can probably name other salt and pepper songs but this is the one that i gun to my head i would be able to like recite <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's great. I think that sometimes I don't want to sound like that guy because this would be really ignorant to say this song is underrated because there's a reason like we all we all knew what it was. And it's, it's a very popular, iconic song, but it doesn't really get talked about much right now. And that's I mean, it's su- still such a great song. Like it just holds up so well. So it's a great it's kind of a you talked about steals earlier. It's almost a steal as well, because surprised we haven't gotten any salt and pepper. So it's great. Oh, I mean, I was going to say, like, it's bound to happen if it hasn't happened already, already on, like, one of those super pop songs that we all probably haven't heard yet. Yeah. <laughs> we probably all right. Because <laughs> we get to pick our own music nowadays, so. Uh, That's true. Which is bad and good, I I would say. I will say there's pros and cons of that, but uh, we won't get into it sure. here. Um, yeah, I, I had to get Salt and Pepper. I, I love their songs. I mean, they had also had Shoop and uh, Let's Talk oh. About Sex. Definitely, you know, those are okay. 90s hits. I Again, definitely know yeah. more than... Oh, well, I know what, a man, you know, what a Man, What a Man. Okay, was yeah. Also, they had some gotcha. really good hits. As you just reel off songs, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're great. They really are. Um, but that one, like, I think that was their, their first hit, and it was very 80s and just so powerful and so simple. I, I love it. Um, that's my fifth pick, and that means we're going to move on to Stu for years. What you got, man? <laughs> Okay, I am going to go synth-heavy with this one. Because this is one of my favorite bands that I discovered in the 80s. It was kind of my gateway drug to the other stuff I listened to, where it wasn't, like, it wasn't threatening. I know that sounds weird, but I had parents back then that threatening was, but it was like, hey, there's another world other than what you're hearing on the radio right now. Mm-hmm. It's True Faith by New Order. Nice. I absurdly love New Order for about... Th- I don't like them anymore. They kind of like disintegrated into a mess. But like the 80s music and the early 90s records, I saw them live once. I, I One of my first bands, one of my first true loves in music. And synth... But it's a catchy catchy song but it's not like a propulsive dance i mean bizarre love triangle would probably be the logical choice if i was really going for a new order song but this is just like my first love in music really i love it a very brand on brand pick for stew you gotta <laughs> you gotta get at least one of those oh we're gonna uh, have two coming up next <laughs> good good kyle your thoughts yeah dude new order is the best um yeah Great album too. This is from uh, Pressure, right? Substance. Pressure was the name of the album. Substance. Substance. That's it. Yeah. I knew it was some one-word album. Um, yeah, 
very, very, very good song. Uh, probably the first I would pick. I didn't really think of New Order at all. And now I'm thinking I probably should have <laughs> drafted some New Order. But it's, yeah, it's a very, very good song. Kristen, are you a fan? I do. I really like New Order a lot. I'm surprised that um, that this was the pick for New Order from Stu. Um, but it's, it is a great pick. Like, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, um, the, the the new order I know is the, is definitely some of their other songs. This is one of the bands that I still haven't really gotten around to really diving into. Um, like the ones I've heard from them aren't my favorite, but um, I need to I need to dive deeper. This one sounds pretty good, so uh, I haven't heard it before. So A thank you for the new rec. Random fun fact about this song and new order itself: I work in nursing homes where I worked in Baltimore, we got a patient one time. He could not talk. He had had, like, massive stroke and massive problems, so he had, like, an iPad. But I found out he was the video director for New Order. He had directed, wow. like, all their videos. And he actually wow. did, like, fundraisers, and on Twitter they were like, hey, thinking about our friend, which was this is, I told him one time, it's like, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, who is this stupid person blathering to me trying to type it out of his iPad? <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, New Order is on the board. And that means we also have one more round. So, Stu, that means you have one last pick. I'm, so looking, that means at my, I'm looking at my board. I'm also trying to remember a song that if I could remember the name... Remember how it went? <laughs> I would probably be hate when that happens. But <laughs> I, I can't. And since we're going, this is a weird tie to it, but we're going culturally significant songs, groups, whatever. This is a band that was basically completely unknown in the 80s. But. Their, their songs inspired a whole decade of Nirvana, alternative music, everything. Their loud, quiet, loud uh, verse structure, all that. I'm going gigantic by the Pixies. Yes. I love it. I mean, really, they didn't get rich off this song, but there's a lot of bands that kind of sucked in the 90s who got rich off this song. <laughs> Yes, correct. <laughs> Kyle, your thoughts? I love the Pixies. I I don't know if if I were to pick between this and and well, I guess I won't mention the other one yet. Uh, but yes, uh, I agree with what you're saying. I think that I no, I, I don't have the frame of reference of knowing how how known they were in the '80s, but it, it is kind of interesting to look at that versus the decade that they've been inspired um because it's i mean you really can't have a lot of those big names in the 90s without the pex the pixies so this is a, a really really great final pick kristen are you a fan i i am i really enjoy the pick and i always forget that they are like an 80s band like i don't think i don't associate them with the decade um but yeah definitely like very important just in and of themselves but also to a lot of other bands that you have coming up right after them so i think it's an important pick and solid song i'm a fan I, I like the pixies i always forget like 
I always forget, oh, is that a pi- oh, that's a Pixie song. I love that song. And then I'm like, I like the Pixies. And then like it goes a minute before I, I, I listen to them and like it happens again. Um, I just need to put them more on my playlists. Um, this is a song I don't I, if I've heard it, I don't remember it. I really like the sound of this and it's it's getting immediate like this yeah. is I could obviously definitely see how this was a big inspiration oh. for a lot of the music that comes after it. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that instantly is going on my playlist. Um, yeah. I, I like the Pixies. Had no idea about that song though, so that's a, a great wreck. Thank you again, Stu. Oh, no problem. <laughs> and that uh, that finishes Stu's board. That, that's a pretty great board we got going on. And that means we're gonna finish one more board. That's my board. And I I still don't know where I want to go with this one. Um, we're here and I still there's there's like five songs. I I'm like, I want that one or this one or that one. Um I think I'm going to end up going with the one that is quintessential eighties, okay? Like when you first hear like the eighty songs, usually when my, during my age you heard it on one of those random commercials late at night where they're giving you those huge compilation albums. That was like all oh, the total hits of the '80s, and they would just give you a bunch of songs, and those were like pretty much your your window into that decade. And like this was one that was on there, but even after all the other songs I've heard and grew, grew to love, this one is still in my mind one of the best ones. Okay, it it's what I think about when I think of the '80s. It's so fun and catchy. I'm going soft sell, tainted love. Um, nice. Yes, like yes. the beat, like I said, is super infectious, and the lyrics are just super fun to sing along to. Uh, the dun dun, um, it it's so good. It's so it, it's simple but fun and really synthy. There's really not too much to say other than I love it. Like it's it hits me all the right feels. It's a super catchy and it's a song that I will always always connect to the 80s so i think i i would have been mad at myself if i didn't either get this one or I, i'm gonna say it now if y'all want to draft it i'm done is uh sweet dreams like those two are the if i could have drafted them together because i truly like for some reason always pair them together i don't Me know too. why yeah, yeah. they kind of yep. have the same vibe yeah yep and I, I went with this one though for some reason i don't know it's the dun dun it's it gets me it it really understands me um yeah that's my last pick kyle your thoughts so i have two childhood related stories with this one uh one my mom always like she had a ton of what you're kind of what you're talking about like those 80s collection uh she had a bunch of cds like that and tainted love was on one of them it was probably the one we listened to the most so that was kind of my first exposure to this song and then much later we had uh growing up we had a, a ps2 that we would (laughs) we had the really really bad uh american idol ps2 game that came with the really crappy mic um and tainted love was my go-to before i even like would do karaoke i would sit at home on the ps2 and be homeschooled and uh sing tainted love on american idol Uh, um yeah it's a great song it i agree with with you what you're talking about with like the way it it is kind of linked to the to sweet dreams like it's just a, a very similar vibe um i also would pick this one out of the two to validate your pick uh but it's it's yeah 
it's just super, super fun. I don't really know any other soft sell. I don't know if this is considered a one hit wonder or if they have other stuff, but Tainted Love is definitely the one that I would I would go to. So before I get this thought, like before it leaves my mind and I don't get to say it, I feel like those two songs, like I don't I'm sure there was this existed before, but they have like they give me a BDSM vibe, and I don't know why, but I had to say it. They just, <laughs> just have, like, they have that kind of aesthetic. It's got, like, a dark kind of, like, yeah, like, gritty, yeah. like, you know. But That's the sultry really good way at the same it. time. Yeah. Um, okay. Kristen, your thoughts? It's a solid pick, and it's funny that you brought this up along with the other song you did, because, yeah, in my mind, those exist in the same, like, they have to follow like it's once you hear one you're guaranteed yes. to hear the other like within like an hour of <laughs> each other kind of things thunder um, and lightning yeah. yeah very like if you watch a movie that takes place in the 80s and there's someone driving in a car with the radio on and this song isn't on there i don't think you can trust it as being like not a valid right. movie yeah um so yeah solid i like, it's an excellent excellent pick and i'm glad that it got chosen before the end of the draft yes me too Stu, you a fan it's it's almost a, it's an 80s, it's a quintessential 80s song. I mean, the sense, you look up sense in the dictionary, soft cell is basically pictured there. <laughs> I know they had another song because I heard it just on alt radio, like in the early 90s, but God, I don't know. <laughs> Great song. And Sweet Dreams, I actually probably like Sweet Dreams better, but I totally get your reasoning on that. It honestly could have been a toss up. Yeah. Like, I just almost randomly chose that one. <laughs> All right, that's my board. Kyle, what's going to be the last one for yours? Oh, boy. Uh, I always think I'm ready for my last pick, and then I'm just frantically looking through all of these different picks on my draft board. Because um, there's two that we were talking about, one-hit wonders, that are... Kristen mentioned Take On Me, and yes, that is the like number one. I would argue these are the number two or the number three. Uh, I kind of want to go with one of them, and I think Damon knows which one I'm thinking of. Come Maybe. On. But then... Come on, Eileen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got to go with Hell Come On. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dexy Midnight Runners. Um, oh. It's just so good. It's so good. And maybe I'm not... Like maybe again, I'm I'm being ignorant, and it's not a one-hit wonder. But I don't really hear anything about Dixie Midnight Runners. But come on, Eileen has this ridiculous, insane shelf life, and it just only gets more popular as the years go by. Um, I I love it. I I love this song. It's just so infectious. And hearkening back to our first, you know, Stewards of Sound episode, we got a little bit of trivia from our friend Leah about the, you know, the muse behind this song, Johnny Ray, who has since become like a favorite artist of mine. I mean, she, I didn't know a, a single thing about him and then looked him up after that, that draft and he's great. But uh, yeah, this is just such a infectious, good song. And it's just, it makes me want to move and it makes me want to dance. So it's a, I love this. Song. I had to pick it. This was one of the other songs that I almost drafted oh. with my last one. And I'm so glad you, you did it. Cause it's, it's another, it's honestly, I put that right there with take on me with like, mm -hmm. like you said, it's just, what I think of the eighties and it's super fun. So fun. Um, that build up that they do in the, towards the end of the song. So good. Yes. Chris, yeah. are, are you a fan of come on Eileen? Huge. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's referenced in one of my favorite, um, under 
rated underutilized TV series of all time, Spaced with Simon Pegg. There's an incredible scene with Come On Eileen. Even if you've never yep. seen the show, even if you don't want to watch the show, just Google Spaced Come On Eileen scene because it's great. But then and, watch the show because it's fantastic. But then also watch the show because it is incredible. Um, <laughs> and I love when they use it in Perks of Being a Wallflower as well. Um, I think this is just, it's an incredible song. It's a super fun pick. It's one where when it comes on, and you look around, and anybody who knows what song it is, you can kind of like gravitate towards those and be like, "Those are my people over there. Yes. I'm gonna walk over there and hang out with them." Cool kind kids of club song. Like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely like cool kids table song where it's like, yeah, if someone doesn't know what the song is, maybe you don't want to be friends with them anyway, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, definite, definite top pick for the '80s here. I love it. Stu, you a fan? Any poppy, rocky song that you can have a violin in can't go wrong. The video yes. is absurd. The song <laughs> is just fun. I mean, great choice. <laughs> it's so absurd. It really is. Like, all the pieces to, like, how does it work? But it works so well. Uh, so and happy you went with it. Stu? That's another song that has, like, it's not the chorus, but freak, like, nonsense words filtered through it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do-ra, do-ra, do-ra. <laughs> oh, it makes me. I'm, I'm definitely jamming. I'm this playlist is probably what I'm listening to at work uh, tomorrow for sure. Yeah. All right. It's it. One more pick. The last one. Oh we end. We we uh we close at the open, or open at the close, or something like close that. Close enough. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> So this is not my last pick, but could you imagine if I just <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean that's a great song. I would love to be Rick Rolled as the last song. I, I thought about it, I was like, like, could that be just like the cherry on top of like my time to shine here? Um I am upset with having the last pick because now like yeah, there's a million different ones that I I'm trying to look at and see who has been like not given enough attention maybe between all of our drafts or like any other big kind of like karaoke big hits sort of thing. Um, and I think that there is somebody who has not been included in the draft who I think we would be remiss in not including in an eighties draft. And so I am going to put Madonna's express yourself oh. on here as my, as my final pick. I think that Madonna is quintessential eighties, you know, everything a to b like a to z top to bottom kind of thing i think express yourself especially kind of like uh epitomizes this whole just like 80s thing of like challenging like social norms and like just being as extravagant as you possibly feel like being kind of attitude that um i think really like defines the decade so she is going to round out my board to the end of the draft that was a close one y'all yeah. we, we almost didn't <laughs> we almost draft <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that um madonna's so good like there's no none of her songs are like my favorite but there's so many good ones that i i definitely re-listen to a lot and that's why i figured i could leave her till last because there's just so many to pick from that i think people felt bad picking one and so by the end it's like well we have to we have to pick one yeah. so here yeah. we go. i mean i the fact that we didn't go more madonna prince michael jackson like i it's almost like it's too much to even think about like what to even go for so 
That's a good one. I love that song. Uh, Kyle, are you a fan? Oh, yeah. Um, like you said, we would have been just completely murdered if we got away with no Madonna. Um, yeah, I'm I love this pick. I am trying to think like rack my brain about what I would have picked as my first Madonna. And it very well could have been Express Yourself. Um, yeah. It's just, it's so fun. I'm worried about her hanging out with Kanye West recently. I think she needs to get far away from him. But uh, otherwise, Kanye really? West needs a therapist and it is not Madonna. It's not it Madonna. It could be. <laughs> not her but job. No. It's not Floyd, <laughs> Floyd uh, Mayweather, or, and it's definitely not a Tony Brown either. Floyd May- oh. they, they all need therapy, actually, I, I think. Um, Everyone needs therapy. Well, I mean, that's hey, very, if, that's very. True. If you hide out in a football stadium recording your new album, you <laughs> might have a problem. But. Kanye, if you're listening, I am on BetterHelp. I will send you the link to my page so you can click working with me. I take most major insurances. <laughs> she Kanye, if you're listening, Madonna, put us on, okay? On. <laughs> Help us, Kanye on. West. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I didn't expect to talk about Kanye, but here we are. Um, <laughs> you know who else loves Kanye West? Katie Benke. Yeah, shout out to Katie. That's the second episode in a row. Katie's gets a shout out. Katie, that's just us telling you, if you're listening, we want you back on the on the show. <laughs> um, we miss you so. It seems like it's been forever oh. since you've been gone, so come back All home. Right. All right, get out of here. That's Sorry. Enough. I love that Sport Minor song. Dead. <laughs> um okay i'm so glad madonna got picked any other last last thoughts on express yourself anyone i'm just glad madonna was picked yeah very very much okay so that was the hard part y'all and it's done i'm very happy with those boards there's like so many other songs that could have been drafted but weren't and so we're just gonna take a quick Quick minute to, to run off some that we we almost drafted. Um, another one bites the dust for myself. We didn't start the fire. Should I stay or should I go? Welcome to the jungle. Um, phenomenal song. In the air tonight. Classic. Uh, those are the ones on my board. Kristen, what were some honorable mentions for you? Um, we didn't get to any. Uh, Paul Simon Graceland or Simon and Garfunkel. Um, oh, oh. I was going to do some oh. Simon and Garfunkel from just oh. the concert in Central Park because it was recorded. It was in the 80s, but it's mostly songs from the 70s, and I wasn't sure right. if that would have been allowed. Um, but just shout out to Paul Simon in general. Um, I'm, we mentioned, we talked a little bit about like Sonic Youth, and but we didn't really get to like the Smiths or like Joy Division kind of like mm. zone that I think is also important to the 80s. Um, and then I didn't draft any of them because I couldn't pick. But so many of my favorite musicals came out in the 80s. So, I mean, we could have talked about, like, Phantom and Les Mis and Cats and, like, Sondheim and all these kind of things. But we didn't, you know, like, we didn't do any of that. Draft. But yeah. just, like, sidebar that the 80s was a great time for lots of genres. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that I think I'm pretty happy overall with the, the diversity that we were, were able to fit in. We were pretty diverse. Stu, what were some honorable mentions for you? Oh my God. She just sang Graceland. I mean, <laughs> I love that record. Um, band that, like, everybody kind of forgets now, but was one of the ma- big underground bands in the 80s, REM. Mm. The replacements. I mean, I had a, 
idea about a replacement song or two, but the song I mentioned we were talking about Run DMC that Walk This Way with Aerosmith. I love it. I love that song. Open up rap to a lot of people who might not have been listening to it. It's hey, actually that's what gave us vanilla ice. Are you sure you want to say that? (laughs) Yeah. No, but <laughs> I was thinking about picking that one because I was so mad at Damon for picking under pressure that I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna pick this other collaboration. You can go to hell. But <laughs> I had more important things to do. I, I mean, Vanilla I did get swirled by Suge Knight, so there is that. <laughs> he's he's lucky Suge Knight did just that, okay? Just yeah. swirl. All right. Kyle, I know you got some. With some honorable mentions. So many. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. All right. The other uh, one-hit wonder I really wanted to go with was The Promise by When in Rome. Great song. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Let, I can't believe I didn't pick any Stevie. I know I'd, I've picked some Stevie Wonder in the past, but lately. I for a second, I think you were saying Steve of... Winwood, and I was like, yeah, we didn't pick any Steve Winwood either. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Uh, yeah, Stevie Wonder lately, I think, is one of his most underrated songs. It's a beautiful ballad. Um Let's see. Just a friend, Bismarcky. Love that oh, song. Uh, yeah. And so it goes, Billy Joel. I should have picked Billy Joel. We didn't have Africa, any Billy Joel. Yeah, no. we didn't, yeah. What's the What's the one at the end of the Club? We didn't have that one either. We could have oh, just drafted yeah. songs that we could have just drafted songs that come at the end of '80s movies. We didn't really yeah, like dive into sure. those as many as we could have. And then two Queen songs that I think are underrated. Well, Radio Gaga, I think it's the love it deserves, but it's a great song. But Who Wants to Live Forever is so moody and so timely in the way it was. Absolutely. Yep. It's used so well in that movie, and it's just a great song. And then the last one, because I've been doing my MCU rewatch, Institutionalized by Suicidal Tendencies, is in the first Iron Man. And I just laugh when I heard it because it's such a stupid song, but I love it. Um, and then the last one, I Melt With You, Modern English. Maybe another one. Oh, that one yes. Great song. Yeah. Great song. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, I just want to throw some random songs out there that just needed deserve to be mentioned in an 80s draft. Uh, Africa, Hold oh. the Line, some great Toto songs. Um, mm-hmm. Rule the World. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm blanking now. Those, those are the only ones I had. So well, That's it. One, that's all the 80s songs. One that no, was on the, my board that was actually a number one hit, but is like kind of forgotten, Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Love that song. There's there's so many songs that we're just going to be like thinking a week from now. Oh, yeah, that one. I should have I had that one. I will remember right, we, that we song I was thinking about. Yeah. I think that we covered like a lot of like the subgenres we could have done. I think that that's like the problem there, right? Is that like, you know, we got a lot of the ladies on here, but we didn't get like any Cindy Lauper or Pat Benatar Pat or Benatar. Tina Turner. We could have had all like, you know, there's there's too there's just too much. Too no many. Barracuda. Like the no Barracuda. There's no Joan yeah. Jet. No Joan Jet hurts. <sighs> there's a there's Can't wait so to hear much. about it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna hear about it in our in our poll where people will be like, <laughs> "You didn't get this one and this one." There's we didn't get hundreds of them. Okay, that's yeah, the, that's my favorite thing. Full point. Um, <laughs> but it's so fun, guys. Thank y'all for joining us, Stu. It was a delight it was having a you. Pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank you, Stu. You. We'll have you back. You were fine. Yeah. And Kristen, I hope is, we destroy yeah. you. I'm looking forward to to being challenged on it. This is like one of the highlights of my life is just my <laughs> hanging out with you guys and drafting things. So I'm I'm always up to be challenged on on my love of the alphabet. 
Yes. Um, I'm looking now. Do we have you scheduled for anything? Uh, not at the moment, but you did forget me last time, so apology accepted. That's Ooh. Right. <laughs> uh, no, nothing coming up yet, but I, you know, I am always down. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll have you scheduled for something coming up. Um, thanks for everyone for listening. Let us know which songs you would pick. Uh, hit us up if you have any ideas. We're all ears. We got some really fun stuff coming down the pipeline. Kyle, what do we got for the people? Yeah, next week to round out the month, we are talking about our 2022 hype draft. Just all the things that we are excited to see this year. Any medium. Uh, Michael might just talk about this new cigar that he's excited about. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we're going to talk about whatever you want. Uh, we're joined by our friend Michael and Chaitanya. It'll be great. And then, yeah, February is going to be full of some fun stewards of sound and FVs and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll see you all next time. This is what we do.